ProEDU.com makes photography tutorials. I'm not talking about that YouTube What's Up Guys stuff either. I'm talking the real education you get from years of experience. From those that have been there, failed there, and learned from it. ProEDU's like David Lynch and Lynda.com made a baby. That's ProEDU. ProEDU once got a call from an Ivy League photography professor asking if he could use their classes to teach from. ProEDU told him to take a hike. We don't work for free. I don't know about you, but I take comfort in that. ProEDU.com Taking her easy for all us photographers. Check out ProEDU.com and use the code DUDE to get 15% off your first tutorial. Welcome to the podcast that is guaranteed to improve not only your photography, but your mind, body, and spirit as well. Full of interviews with the top image makers in the industry, where we talk photography, drink whiskey, and fill up the bathtub with high life and PBR. So grab a juice box and a handful of unsorted almonds and get ready for the show. This is an episode that I've wanted to do for a very, very, very long time. So I would stick around because we are unfolding a new chapter and a bunch of wild SHIT is about to go down. So without further ado, I want to introduce three new partners to ProEDU, many of which you might know, you might recognize. I don't know. Should I go left or right? I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Seth. Seth, you were the very first individual to work with me. I think at this table at ProEDU. You're a retoucher. You're one of our instructors, and you are coming on board to head up the new Visix plugin access panels. That's yeah, that's wild. right. No, it is wild. It's uh, it's the kind of first time we've started to collaborate about a long-term project goal, which we're, you know, we're going to get into, uh, but it feels incredible to be able to work on something that's bigger than just a single tutorial project. Yeah. And this is something that I've also wanted to tap into, which we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to put a pin in that right now, but Seth's coming on board and we are unfolding the very next chapter of pro edu and across the table from me, David the Dr. Parrish. You might have heard him uh, on this podcast, but you might not have heard him because he was probably on Instagram scrolling the entire time. <laughs> Good chance. David is also coming on board uh, in this kind of reestablishment of what ProEDU is, what it stands for. Uh, he's our product lead and is going to be helping us launch these two. They're not necessarily new companies. Some might view it that way but they're brand new wings or sister companies that are under the pro-EDU umbrella that are different than education, which we'll get to. And that, that second product is Pocket Portfolio, which TJ, we have another podcast that we've, that we've started during quarantine. How the heck are you? How the heck are you? We're only on episode six. so episode, Yeah, it's it's... We'll pick it up. So TJ Vitlichil, did, did I say it right? Nailed it. I nailed it. Absolutely. Oh, First I, time. I do like saying 
Victor Snatch, but yeah. Hitler Chill works and as I'm well. And I'm up for anything that starts with a V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> TJ's coming on board to head up a lot of the development of a Pocket Portfolio, which is an entirely new platform that it's, yes, it's a website builder. It's your portfolio. Uh, it's your client delivery, client communication. It is an entirely new platform for photographers to take what they know and then to present what they did. It's a workflow platform as well, which not many digital platforms these days focus on a workflow. And I think Visix is focusing on a workflow. ProADU focuses on an education workflow. Um, you know, with my, my past experience, I've been a, um, an artist in the food and beverage industry. I've been a visual artist in photography. And when I launched my first technology company, we only focused on the workflow and it made us super unique because learning new interfaces these days seems daunting because you have to learn so many, whether it's your new online banking platform or everything's so technical now. What I love about Pocket and being able to present this to the ProEDU community is it's so easy to jump in and feel like you have put your best foot forward right away. And that it's, yeah, I, I couldn't be more happy. And, and to join the education team and, and to start teaching, it's, it's great. So we've been doing little tutorials that come with Pocket and Physics this week and uh, doing a lot of planning and creating content. But let's, let's back it up. Let's, let's talk more about maybe why this was a good time for all of us to create this I mean, really new partnership at ProEDU and kind of make this commitment to, you know, keep developing these two concepts and, and see where that goes with software development. Um, Seth, I'm going th to throw it over to you. Sure. I know that uh, we, we come from similar paths where we probably wanted to stay independent and, you know, work for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, I mean, we're making a big, a big step here, gentlemen. Yeah. It takes a lot, especially at this stage to um, make a decision uh, to like just really commit to a new co collaboration. I don't know about you, but I've worked with a whole lot of different people. I've worked for people. I've worked in partnerships. Um, and it gets to the point where you just want to do everything yourself. You know, I think that happens in everybody's career. Just like, you know what? I'm going on my own. I only have myself to answer to. I only have my own successes and failures. I keep all the money or I lose all the money that I make uh, on my terms. And I think there maybe that's just a maturity career-wise that you, you know, everyone or lots of people arrive at. And then to move past that and have uh, be able to, like, uh, see a bigger opportunity. It, it has to have um, a, just a pretty big potential. And that, I mean... For me, that's what I saw, was a potential collaboration and sort of reboot uh, uh, with the potential for just huge reach. And that's the thing. Because if we can come together as um, artists or technologists or whatever you want to call it, if we have the resources, the reach, and the right projects to do together that we kind of force multiply, then that's a good reason to join forces. So the plugins that we're launching uh, 
um, first. Um, let's go through them. Like, so what are they? Yeah, so I started this um, this brand project called Physics Lab uh, a couple years ago because I was exploring what I could build easily and lightweight and simple in Photoshop to automate or improve some of the workflows that I just use every day in retouching that were hard to do, took a lot of repeatable steps and within Photoshop couldn't get much better. So that was, that was really the mission. Uh, I started really seeing if I could do something to improve uh, frequency separation because you know, I've been saying for years, it's the most powerful thing in Photoshop, but I see it's not the cleanest. It's hard to use. It's complicated. I wanted to improve that. I also found myself making grain, film grain all the time in Photoshop by hand. I mean, I have some actions that can sort of automate it, but it was just clunky and it yep. wasn't great. Uh, and then I have a workflow for edge cleanup that I, I cracked like many years ago and I used it since because it is just an incredible solution to a really hard retouching problem, but it still took a long time to, to set up and I wanted to solve that too. So I had three product ideas that I started working on about a year and a half, two years ago. And I didn't know anything about software development. Um, I was just flying by the seat of my pants, but Hey, now I have these three pretty incredible panels that work in Photoshop that I use yeah. that I have solved my own problems with. And uh, that's the project with physics lab is to first solve my own problems and then get them in the hands of as many people as I can to just improve their life working in Photoshop. Cause let's like, face it. It's kind of like the equivalent of Photoshop a uh, F1 anchor. race car driver designing and building his own car. He's like, you know what? I needed to do this, guys. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Why isn't why isn't the car company making it? You Let's know what? There's a lot of reasons not to build your own car or a lot of excuses like I could have made to not build my own car and that's one gift I've always had was being dumb enough to just go for it. And yeah. Um I ended up with something that was uh, these are these are great tools and so they really are proud to bring and, them out and they're not surface level like oh it kind of looks cool and it might do a, a few things faster it is a well thought out this is going to save me a lot of time and also make a, a better product in, in doing yeah. it because i'm probably going to have more <laughs> at least more fun doing it because you've probably how many hours do you think you've been you know, put into Photoshop. Yeah. Millions? Is it in the millions? Countless thousands, I guess. I don't know, million. It feels like millions. Um, but yeah, there are those areas of those hours. Some of those hours go by pretty fast. I mean, it's like a lot of things in life. You know, a lot of when you're in flow and you're not being screwed over by technical problems or doing really ultra tedious stuff, um, those hours go fast because you're in a creative flow state. But I'm hypersensitive to the hours that go really, really slowly. And in Photoshop, I've spent so many hours doing that that now I almost just can't stomach doing those hours anymore. Uh, and these tools are all about those tedious hours. I'm trying to fix that stuff because when you fix something really hard and it works smoothly and you can get back into that flow with that thing that used to be terrible, that's what I'm looking for. 
Like if I'm doing edge cleanup with the liquify tool and I'm already set up and masked out on everything, edge cleanup is absolutely miserable work <laughs> yep. with the clone tool. And to turn it into something fun is pretty incredible. It was it was satisfying watching you do that. Dude. Which is weird. It, you know the, it, all, you know those YouTube channels that they the videos are like weird things just like that are soothing to the eyes. Yeah. It was like that. You totally. could create just like an ASMR. You whisper in what you're doing to those edges. I was I thinking watch that. it's kind of like a ASMR visual yeah, thing. Really you know, is. you're like, keep, keep you're doing, doing that. Yeah. Keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't wait. No, don't stop doing that. Uh, so yeah, these are, uh, these are solutions to my problems. Yeah. Like I said, and, and I love the fact that, you know, We've traditionally been an education company. Now we're coming out with software and it comes with free education. So it's kind of reverse. We're creating a lot of how you use these uh, tutorials that will keep coming out for these plugins. Um, And I think that's what a lot of, that's what really differentiates us from other companies. Because how many times have you bought something from a company and regardless of the quality, you're like, how the fuck do I use this? Yeah. Wait, you guys made this crazy complex a piece of software, but there's no like tutorial videos on how to use it, or it's like some guy super poorly produced. So I'm like, I'm super jazzed that we're gonna be making uh, right software. I'm with I'm the so top level education. Tired of searching YouTube for the how tos. Oh, I am yeah. I'm so sick of it because I have to do with so much. Every, we all do. Yeah. I want to see do this, then do that, and you're on your way. This is exactly how to do it. And I'd, what I'm finding with YouTube is there might be some answers on there, but holy shit, is it, it every YouTuber is really just, you know, getting affiliate links to sell this, that, and everything else that they want to pack in there. So that makes me question, that really makes me question, like, can I really believe this person? Because it's so filled with people just trying to, you know, make that affiliate sale. I don't know if that's, like, really just a within the last so-and-so years thing but i have to wade through so many and i have to identify within the first like minute of watching is this just a product placement youtube video and not really the how-to that i'm looking for and it's exactly really right. hard tj you it's know even harder you know about this um something similar that you kind of told me about let's say you're searching for software and you're like what's you know software do you use or what's the best people know how to game search results and there's companies out there that you have to pay to be in like the top 10. I don't remember the exact one that you were telling me about, but it's like those like top 10 softwares, they didn't get top 10 because they earned it. They're it's pay to play. Well, and it's costing people time, right? Because let's say you're a photographer that needs an HR um, program like Gusto. You don't know what Gusto is. So you type in, you know, payroll companies or HR companies online, you're going to get those feeds that people have paid to play or they're biased in some way. What's best for you? You can't search for. They don't, Google doesn't know you. And and that's making education um, and selling software at the t- same time gives us that credibility that we're not on there to, to make the money through the how-to videos we're there to give you these tools, and if we don't teach you how to use them properly, it, it hurts us both. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things, and I've, I've talked with you guys about this, but one of the visions, uh, you know, that I've had for this company is to to be brand agnostic. You know, there, 
while I do have some favorites of gear and everything, you know, it, it, and I have done this in the past, you know, we've had marketing partnerships where, you know, we're donated gear. This happens all the time. You're donated gear, you do a giveaway and you're, you're kind of in many ways expected to, to just say only positive things about, it's really rare for a company to be like, Oh, here's a bunch of free stuff and, you know, rip it apart. You know, like it, it really doesn't happen, but I've found it just to, to be a, a waste of what I really want to do. And that's, you know, be brand agnostic. So we're making recommendations and we're fully transparent that we're not in the pocket of anyone. And that is what I want our blog and also resource to turn into with this kind of relaunch. And that was our, our vision for the blog is to make really good solutions for people and recommendations that are based on working pros experience and not another review for a fucking lens like <laughs> jesus like stop it with all the like i love gear i right, love it right i love learning about it but i am really just completely tired of the salacious clickbait click on it and then there's really no content there it's just like another link to somewhere else you know, rumors it's just like we're better than that when it's I'm tired of reading it it seems to it. me in the in the visual arts equipment area it's heavily leaning towards that and i don't know if i'm i'm, I'm wrong on that i I'll, I'll do a quick plug for my favorite youtube educator is bourbon moth woodworking i'm into making stuff i enjoy woodworking he's great he's sponsored by a few tools but he'll tell you hey i really love woodpecker they do pay me but here's 10 other options that if you can't afford these crazy squares these are great. This is how I started out. I still love this thing. So it's there's a balance of being able to promote your favorite brands, tell people what's really working out there, while still making sure that you're covering the basis of not everyone has the same budget, not everyone has the same needs. Um, so it, it's refreshing to join a company that has those values. Agreed. And I want to be clear here because I... I I want this to be fully transparent, you know, like the community itself has bought our tutorials and allowed us to grow into a, a pretty well-known big company. And like you guys are coming on as partners, but, you know, shareholders. And we're, we're kind of in this for the, the long haul. And our vision of the company isn't like a quick, oh, we're going to come out with software and then, you know, uh, Seth's going to go on and do his own thing. Like we are coming together to essentially launch departments um, I've always been kind of against VC money and I've always turned down those conversations and those emails that you know we get all the time because I don't want non-artists to come in and to dictate what I do because time and time again, I read a lot of business books. I listen to a lot of business podcasts. Once you say yes to that, and then this isn't always the case and I don't, I'm not super experienced in, in this realm because I don't spend a lot of time and I actually actively avoid it. But I want artists and, and, and people that I really respect, and you guys are helping me run this company because it's getting to the point in size where it's, I can't do this alone, and I don't honestly give a shit about the percentage or equity. I would rather own a, a small amount of equity in a company that I love, you know, and I love doing and I love operating with other people than owning all of it and I do it my way and it's, you know, I, I, I want to turn pro-EDU e, pro into a democracy of decision-making where we are deciding, you know, with feedback from our customers where we want to go. And <clears throat> Well, you could have stayed just doing what you were doing. 
Yeah. I mean, you could have just kept making occasional tutorials and just selling the ones you have, but that's clearly not interesting or motivating to you. And these are the conversations we've been having a lot is what's the next thing. And the next thing for you is what can we do to push this thing forward to new territory? Yeah. And I mean, the, the, one of the big things that David and I challenged ourselves with, and this was harder than shit. Uh, this last year we came out with CGI certification. I was like, all right, we've made tutorials and we kind of have a formula for tutorials where, you know, we plan, produce, we edit everything and uh, it's asynchronous. So you download it, you watch it on your own and, you know, we hope to see you again at some point, you know, give us a review and those are incredibly helpful. Like a lot of people have built and, you know, expanded their business but the courses, though, and it's something that we're going to continue to explore in other genres, not just CGI, is it's this crazy developed environment with testing, and it unlocks levels, and it, it gamifies learning in a little way that I think a lot of people need. And, you know, being we're still a, considered a small company when you think of it. So as a small company, we're a little constrained, uh, constrained on, you know, not having develop, like a team of developers on staff because we don't have tens of millions of dollars. You know, it's boots, it's you know, Bootstrap University, <laughs> essentially <laughs> at, at Pro Edu. Um, so we're a little little limited that way, but um, I don't know. I, I'm just really excited to, you know, have welcome you guys and and you know, see where we can go with the development and this democratization, um, and you know, seeing what you know what courses we can make with you, Seth. Because how I mean, we've talked about it and it's 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 being planned, but yeah, I mean. Retouching course, oh, that would oh. be incredible because I've you know over the last couple of years I was doing uh, some online mentoring with people. Yeah, um, I mentored surprisingly a lot of people reached out to me through ways that you set up uh, to and ask me, hey, can I get on the phone with you and ask you questions? And most people are talking about how do I get a job. How do I get clients? And I was surprised how much I enjoyed that process because me myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not highly motivated to go out and knock on doors and get clients and meet new clients personally. Maybe it's just because I've been doing the retouching for so long. But once I had someone come to me who uh, needed my help in that area, I got so motivated and so plugged in to like help this person get a job and make money. And yep. I, I don't know where that came from, but it was great. I would spend way more time than I booked with them. I check back in with them. And many of these people hit me up later and were like, no way I did what you said. And I just got a new client. And that was like the most satisfying, satisfying thing to me. And that, you know, now is moving into my interest in those courses because I could make courses on the small scale like that myself and, you know, mentor people for a longer term. But with all of us together in this yeah. situation, like the resources, the collaboration, your guys' creativity and brains, I mean, uh, that was my motivation that, to even be here in this room today is the force multiplied potential of a very select group of people can be huge and being able to engage with 
these learners, these people coming up, these artists who are already great, who want to expand that are in this community already, um, finding bigger ways to engage through those types of like courses and longer term training of like, we're just not teaching you how to do the stuff, the art, the work. We're actually finding new ways to help you very materially advance your career to yeah. coach you right into positions that you want to get to coach you right into jobs. You know, yeah. that the, the potential of those types of courses is that, and that's why I think that's um, a really good place to go. You, you've said a couple of things over the last, this is our first week working together, which mm -hmm. is just full transparency in what we're doing. Like we threw ourselves into a house and said, let's start making this idea reality. This is very incubatory. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, I've been a part of three incubator programs and uh, the one thing I don't get and why I don't really love incubator programs is you don't come out with actionable stuff. You're not creating, you're talking about creating. We, we've, we've created a lot this week. We've thrown ourselves into uncomfortable situations. You've been wanting to use force multiplier for three days now and you finally squeezed it into a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it makes sense. not going to be the last time. Yeah. Well, you also came up with one of the best taglines that is still has me thinking, and it it also gave me confidence because I'm I'm in some of this is a world that's uncomfortable. Just like um, you know, running a dev team is uncomfortable for you guys. We've got some skills. Is next level of pro. So Seth, you you wrote those lines, and we 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 filmed some stuff with it. But I see myself now as a professional that's that's stepping up, and it's not necessarily up a level. It's just adding to my professionalism. And we see ourselves now, I think, as a tool to help these visual artists become that next level, not up. I, I feel like level means we're pushing you up a level, but it could be we're just adding to your professionalism and the tools that we're going to employ I, no education company has ever done anything like it. And no company that builds tools has ever built phenomenal education around the art. They build education around how to use their tool, but not around the, the art of photography yep. or visual art. And I think that is, it's going to be challenging for us, but I think the community is going to be incredibly grateful that we're doing it. We're doing it with earnest. Yep. And I'm, yeah, th that's why I joined this group. Yeah. I want to talk about one of the things you said earlier, Seth, and um, at the beginning of COVID, uh, when everyone was locked down, right? And we launched a photo mentor, which, um, you know, is a website with mostly pro EDU instructors in it, and it kind of gave everyone an opportunity of being locked down to, you know, call someone. So anyone can go to that website and, and call them. And I think that's one of the best ways to learn is that one-on-one, -on -one. but that's not scalable. And, you know, to, to help, I think, which is all of our, you know, uh, mission is to help tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and eventually millions of people, you know, help enable them to, again, whatever that level of pro, because there's so many different levels of pro. It's not just a pro is this, right? Um, so there's so many companies out there that are, you know, I won't name names, but they're a tech company and they put together this platform and the software works great and it's just filled with garbage. And it's just like, I got it. Now I have to pay for YouTube and it's just called something else. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the same thing. And like a lot of those, you know, platforms will have the like and there's actually some there's some legitimate courses um that that are okay produced on, on those platforms, but for the most part it's just it's this easy like money grab where this company is taking, you know, the most from these instructors, but they don't help produce it, they don't write it, they don't edit it. But and do you know more than anybody how hard it is to make consistently high quality uh it's tutorials it's it incredibly takes, hard and expensive i incredible had no idea me neither <laughs> me neither <laughs> and you, i just learned known, the hard might way be like oh, see that's what i talk about me being dumb enough to just go for it if i knew what software development took and how long um you'd start knows, over maybe i would have huh? talked myself out yeah. of it you know because but now i'm like all right that's the way I do lots of my work. Put my blinders on, go for it. I inevitably make something that took a lot longer and was a lot harder than I ever imagined, but damn, I'm glad I made it. And, you know, that hard work, I mean, that's when you talk about scale, like I can't scale my mentor program enough. I was doing like, you know, three people a week and it was like, it was took a lot out of me. There's preparation, yeah. you know, there's, you take your, like your, all your experience and your energy and you try to like pour it out into something somebody can understand and even just, yeah, not sustainable. But no. yeah, I can't you do can't, it. So someone can't do it over and over and over and over again. Cause at a certain point, you know, repeating yourself, it's, uh, it's exhausting. And you start no? to lose your passion for it. And yeah. I don't like that. And that's, I mean, that's the reason I'm here too. I wasn't looking for a day job, you know yeah. what I mean? But when, you know, that's what you've been about since the beginning is finding ways to unpack the best knowledge and repackage it in a way that scales out to a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And that's been the entire foundation for what we're building the next thing on. And that's the reason I'm here because the foundation just gives you that height to reach so many more people than you could ever do as a single person on your own. Yep. That's a good, it's a good first start, but it's, it's nowhere near where we want to be. So with Lonky, with Lonking, with Launching Pocket, we can Lonk it. What do you think Lonk, you think Lonk's a word, David? Is Lonk a word? Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Uh, let's define it. Lonking. Lonk something. I didn't, what, I, what, what does something? that mean? It's when, weird though, when you said that, I thought you were going to say Lon Quixote for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I was then I thought, well, was like Lon, like that's his cousin, Lonnie, Lonnie Quixote. Less, maybe Don, <laughs> Don's, Don's lesser less, known, yeah, cousin, less, less disorganized cousin or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think lonking is when you launch something clunkily, which we're not going to do. Well, that's we're like, not, we're like when you when you trip thing, down yeah. the stairs and it's kind of like trip yeah, up the stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, when you trip up the stairs, which that's lonking. Well so <laughs> lonking. we're launching Pocket and Vizix, uh, not necessarily as beta product but as the first i don't know the first chapter because with software and when why this is so attractive to me is you know we can get that feedback from our community which is so valuable of what they want to see and make it and i think that's what frustrates me with you know like you know i started my first website on Squarespace, like way, like, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And, you know, at the time, whatever they did, and I, I can't speak to the, the technology at that time, 
it was a lot easier than the Dreamweaver days. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. So like web development has gotten awesome. So us launching Pocket and, and giving people this super easy uh, to use. But super functional. Beautiful. It's super functional. I'm actually surprised at how dysfunctional some huge companies are. And it's like, this is made on that platform? Are you serious? And you pay well, how much? Well, they're trying to be everything to everybody. That's what I, I was going to say. Yeah. Not, I, think, yeah. I think the difference is, is you know, if, if I'm on Squarespace, I could be any any company doing anything. I could be selling everything from widgets that I create in my backyard shed to, uh, you know, scheduling haircuts as a barber. And, and that's just not what we're doing. We're concentrating on, you know, just the photographers, just the creative community, and really zero in in that functionality. So I don't have to try to pack in too much stuff into, into my little pill, right? Like yep. it's ultimately about, I'm, I'm giving you the tools that you need to be a successful pro. And I'm really not thinking about what a, a baker needs to, in order to take 75 orders on Cinnabons on a Sunday morning. Mm. You had to say that. Now I want a Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Do you guys have Cinnabon? No, no, no. no. You want to smell a Cinnabon. You don't want to eat one. No, they they smell. They smell a a million times better than they taste. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I, I associate them with the airport. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but when you made it to the airport as a brand, uh, you're 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 breaking it in. Yeah, Yeah. the the airports. You got people trapped back there behind security. They have to eat whatever you have. And we might inspire. A baker or or a hairstylist to use even pocket portfolio as a tool, but it's going to be based on the visual beauty of, of these artists making the site great, and they they may use it, but that's not who we're focused on. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, and I, I think that's well, why we'll be successful. And I think I think the other thing I've discovered as now I've I've moved my personal website, my own photography website, from Squarespace over to Pocket. Um, like the tool sets are really 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 simple um almost deceptively so like when you first open that and you see that panel and you've got all these sliders and you're selecting themes like at at first honestly i was like oh man like this is going to be kind of basic like how many different varieties of websites are there going to be here like i'm basically going to end up with the same pocket portfolio as every other photographer and then you get in there and you start just tweaking things here and there and you're like and like, this is really simple to make this my own, make it about what works for me, what what brand I want to put out into the world. It's just a really, when really your, your simple photographs but become powerful. Your brand, yeah. Right. Your photographs become your brand. And that's a really key aspect to this is, is we just did a couple portfolio reviews and all the images were great. The websites were so vastly different. And a lot of times we couldn't tell what the brand was of that photographer because they were trying to make a traditional website. That was our response yeah. so many times was get the website out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Don't because turn your website into work. something that's just dis- This is a, a portfolio. You don't need a website. You're not selling, you know, uh, parts. You're not, you're, you, you are showing, you're showcasing yourself to get hired by a client. I, I think this is such a new um, time aesthetically and and like um in terms of the way we engage with our technologies because i mean right now like people aren't impressed by websites anymore. Yeah. you know it, was, it used to be like 
I got a website and it moves. Yeah, yeah. that made you yep. a professional. And you're you like, got a oh my god. Yeah. And when yeah. you open it, there's music. And oh, yeah. people, yeah, I had, that. That's, I had, I did. Yeah. That. Everybody, everybody. we got to bring that back. <laughs> Let's bring that back. People used to be really impressed by Facebook. Oh my god, it's a social media platform. You can do all. That. And now people are not impressed yeah, by Facebook like, anymore. The name. They're like, hates us. okay, why were we going there? Do you do that well? You don't. Yep. You know, all of these things were no longer impressed just by the the mere fact that these technologies exist. Now, everyone's up to speed going, how well do these things I'm spending my time in, my life in, how well do they actually work for the one thing I need them to do? Well, and, and even beyond that, I think without aging everybody at this table, we all remember a time when there were no websites what about the people who are brand new, you know, the generation that's just coming into the workforce who particularly they've had websites their entire life. Like it's, it's second nature to them. And now they've, they've, you know, I don't know, like growing up having an Atari and being in video games, like the next gen things are of course super cool, but they, you know, it's something that's not like it's never been done before. Um, it's something that, they're super experienced with, and I think you have to figure out a way to cut through that chatter, cut through that noise, cut through that thing that, you know, shoot, your grandma probably has a website by now. So you're trying to make yourself stand out. But I think TJ really nailed it with, in this case, what's helping you stand out is is all about also what you're selling. It's just your work, and it's, and it's visual forward. Um, it's beautiful and still customizable. So right. I think it's, I think if, if pocket doesn't work to brand you, it's because you haven't chosen your best images or you need to start yep. taking some amazing images to brand yourself. So I think it'll push the photographer to, to up their game a little bit. Yep. This is a big deal. And when you see some of the examples of, of photo the photographers already using pocket, it's inspirational. There's yeah. some really great stuff yep. out there and, and not just awesome. photographers, you know, uh, graphic designers, retouchers, retouchers yeah, that's exciting. I, I think one of my biggest challenges um, heading up this division is going to be, and I've been a part of the software game for a while, I wish I could do X, Y, Z. I need this tool. I need this tool because I had it and now I need it. I'm going to try to focus people on the simplistic workflow. Once you get used to it, you're like, actually, this is better. I know the software inside and out after spending a day with it. That is important because you can't do something really well unless you know how it works from the inside out. And Wix, I mean, you could, you could build a career around learning that interface like you have with Photoshop. It's it's a great tool. <laughs> it's just really complicated. It can and, yep. and it can be as complicated as you want it to be. So I'm going to have to hopefully, you know, the community is is on board with the workflow and, and will only add features that make you better, your product better, and, and more attractive to your clients. And yeah. not overcomplicate things. Cause yeah. you know, again, yeah. I mean, we're trying to, I know I've come back to the simplicity, but at the end of the day, I, I just want to be an image maker. Right. I want to be a photographer. I want to make stuff. I don't want every single time I need to update my website. I got to pay somebody 600 bucks to do it. And I also don't want some generic template that I have to sit here and resize and move all these things and do all this stuff. Like ultimately at the end of the day, I need this to be fast. I need this to be efficient. I need it. Uh, if I'm trying to put 
something new or rearrange something for a particular type of client. Like I know I'm about to pitch a gig, so I want to rework my website to be specifically speaking to them in this moment. Like yep. that would be hard in the past with yeah. pocket. It's not yeah. well, it's super simple. Even with Visix. So think, think about software. This is how I've been thinking about it as, as a designer is it, it has to act like your assistant that works for you and your company. If it's a whole nother concept and a whole nother way of thinking, you're at constant odds with it. So maybe, for instance, in Pocket, there's a great tool for for organizing your photographs. So you almost have someone helping you curate your own yeah. gallery. That's yeah. more important than some tech stuff that you don't need. With Visix, same way. I'm going to set up these great tool for you so that you can just hit the ground running and start creating yep. images. Yeah, I've been trying to find the appropriate kind of like uh, uh metaphorical term for it so in some ways these things should almost be like to, to some degree a type of prosthetic so in the way that glasses are a prosthetic right they fit your face they're made for a very specific thing now tools in photoshop for me are sort of like they attach and they attach to the things that you already do they just create a massive amount of leverage. So in terms of design, because I wanted to connect to what you were saying, everything with Visix is exactly coming from that perspective. I started prototyping software and ended up with something with a lot of buttons because there's so many options. And then from there, I just eliminated. I just eliminate everything I can from that interface because for these to be really fluid tools that like cleanly attach to the system you already have, they have to be as simple as humanly possible. That's the goal because I see so many like plugins, pieces of software where they were created by someone didn't really want to get down to that who wasn't focused on that essentialism and they throw every button and option on there that they can just in case you might need to just use in it. case that's the opposite of the way that i design yep. yeah and it, i think it's important to to note here and there's going to be more information on the, the websites but there's no themes at with pocket portfolio like you know every every no template company right themes templates you know shopping for a template, you know, how's it laid out? It's, it's designed around photography and how the aspect ratio of an image and how many of similar, those similar images do you have and how do they fit together evenly? That's what pocket portfolio is. Yeah. And you can have every page laid out differently and it's designed for mobile first. So most of the traffic that you're most likely going to get or, you know, you're, customers are most likely consuming your website on mobile. It looks great on mobile. Beautiful. There's two different options. Yeah. You're not stuck with this. Oh, it looks like a desktop, but shrunk on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Or you don't know how to edit, uh, you know, and every page can be different. So usually typically there's some options out there, a theme, you're kind of stuck with the same looking theme for every one of these galleries and you can't really change it. So we're, we're kind of saying goodbye to themes and, Saying hello to well, well it, it has themes. Engine. It's the layout engine. It's it's templates really because it it's a theme of a layout. It's a layout engine. There's only so many ways you can present a gallery. 
either click through with the arrows on the side or, you know, maybe it's a scrolling carousel of something, right? There's not that many different ways yep. to present your, your art. So we're forcing you to think about it in the way that um, a creative director would think about it, which is tonality, consistency in the images, um, presenting who you are. We're taking all that other stuff out of there. It's yep. not about this template that may look cool. It's it's about your work, putting it up front and organizing it better. But so hopefully it makes you a little better artist. Also, though, that minimalism and sort of stepping away from the the theme uh, model, that's not arbitrary. That actually, there's a reason for that. And it's what a photographer was complaining uh, to me about the other day, he was setting up his website uh, on a different builder that promised um, ultimate customization. And he liked the sound of that. He wanted to do a really cool website that he laid on himself. Didn't look like anything else. And he goes, you know what? I was so pissed because, first of all, that was really hard to do. And second of all, I realized that was a lie. It's not complete customization because you can only customize for one experience through that through that builder that he was using he's like i can make it look great on one thing and then when it goes to the others when it goes to mobile looks terrible yep hey you're not a developer you don't have time everyone wants the most customization because if they have an idea they want to be able to execute it and i think that's not a flaw i think that's a really great character of an artist is that when you when you feel like you want to do something i want to be able to do it man the problem is, is if you're focusing all that energy on building your website and you're learning how to custom code, you're not spending time doing what you're supposed to be doing, right. which is creating beautiful visual art. When right. I hear complete customization, what I see in my mind is me sitting down for a week and maybe building a site that I love or maybe not even getting close to that and then never being able to change it because I don't want to sit down and go through that again. Right. That's the problem. You know, right. You need to change your site and you need to be responsive. Well, and I think particularly as visual artists, as photographers, you're probably going to want your most recent work represented on your site. So again, I'm not looking for those opportunities to now I have to go back and figure out how to be this web developer. I have to write more code. I just need to get the images up there so people can see that I'm doing things. Um, without going to my social media platform. So again, as a photographer, something that I love is just, it is as easy to use as Instagram. Only difference is, is I own it. Like social media can get snatched from any single one of us at any moment in time yeah. as proven over the last year. Um, you know, it can be taken away. It can crash. And of course a website can crash as well. Uh, things happen, but you know, like there's, it's not going to be a case where, somebody's going to come and shut it down or sell it to a different entity or anything like that. It, this is, this is yours. Um, and it's your hub. It's your, it belongs to yep. you. You can have still your own custom URL. You can do what you want. Um, and it you offers know, so much more than Instagram, you know, it's just professional. social media, it's professional. Social media gets, gets really cluttered and you know, you can't put your best foot forward, hire the client's, or, or get hired by the clients that you want if Instagram is what you're relying on. And this is as easy, if not easier, to use an Instagram. And certainly communicating with your clients, it gives you that whole space to do that where Instagram doesn't. So another big difference is you can't get you know locked out of your website because you maybe wrote the wrong thing that a computer bot found and then said, oh, you're banned. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, right? That's important. You know, you can put the images you it's want on a there. Lot. It is happening a lot. And it, it's an impressive piece of technology. I'm, I'm excited to, to try to get photographers and visual artists heads around using it. Um, but I think we can do that. And I think we're accomplishing that with the tutorial videos, the portfolio reviews, the content yeah. that we're going to build around this company is also really exciting. Um, it's going to give, you know, this community so much more to chew on. Glad you mentioned that. Cause I have always loved watching really experienced artists talk about portfolio reviews. And like, that is the biggest, one of the biggest draws of PPE every year, which I love and can't get, can't wait to go back to. But a lot of people need that feedback. They want to sit down and you know review my portfolio, and we've been able to do that now for you know on our own, and it's something I'd like to keep doing. So, you know, if if you want to be part of the pocket portfolio community, uh, very soon we'll have a, a formal process set up, and we will be using that education of how to present, how to think about curation, how to think about pagination, and putting together your portfolio. So it's not something that's working against you because you need that feedback um, and it's invaluable to have um, multiple um, people, uh, you know, reviewing your feedback, which we did this exercise where I, I printed out a, a lot of photos and I made David leave the room and I had TJ sit down and I was like, all right, go through this and figure out who this photographer is and make a gallery and, and you know, talk about what might be their best foot forward and kind of who they are as a, as an artist. And then, and David came back in when he was done and sat down and never seen, neither one of them had seen the photos. And they went through that process and had different results, but they were so similar and the advice was great. So it's, it's that getting a view and feedback from multiple people. And that's, we really want to build the same type of community around Pocket yeah. as we did with Pro. And that's the future yeah. of Pocket, I think, is, is a community... Yeah for for collaboration which you already have created but i think i'm excited to have contests and, and give feedback to these beautiful websites and because it's so easy and i don't have the website getting in the way we can start critiquing and helping the, these photographers and visual artists build these galleries to get jobs much faster i'm not worried about the text i'm not worried about uh, you know what kind of um parallax you know animation they have going on i'm jumping right into the art we're getting excited. We've already done three or four portfolio reviews this week, and I want to keep that going. So I'm excited to explore the space, see what people's feedback is, and jump in. Me too. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody at Wix giving portfolio reviews. You know what I mean? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Watch out, Wix. We're coming. There's nobody at Wix even Mr. returning your emails. You know, there. <laughs> totally. What if we were single-handedly why Squarespace went out of business? <laughs> it's not gonna happen, but it's fun to think about. You yeah, know? Is, there's a lot of is. there's a lot of a lot of people use. There's Squarespace. a space it's, it's the number. It's the, the number one. Yeah, you know, it's the number one. But you know, stop making stuff for photographers. Squarespace. That's <laughs> we are coming in. I've used all of them, and I, I know, right? Yeah, and I'm a huge I'm a huge Wix fan. I, I currently have built a bajillion websites on Wix, and I will continue to help and and and, and use that tool. It's a phenomenal tool, but it is not a phenomenal tool for a creative director to see your work. Uh, it's a mess, right? It's too much. It's too hard to to get through. I'm pretty tech savvy, man, and I watched all the Wix commercials, and it was like, hey, check it out. This is how easy it is. Mm -hmm. And then I signed up, and I was like. 
that is not how easy it is. Right. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a professional <laughs> space to build a site now. If, if you want to build a site without code and you can put custom code in Wix, absolutely, I've done it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a professional tool. You you pay people like me. You know, during the during COVID, I, I took a couple of Wix jobs for fun and, and I enjoyed the space a lot. And See, that's you not, have to have a how that's not how I do fun. Right, of course not. not. How yeah. it's presented. And I, they got mm. me. I was like, okay. I'm gonna find the one. I'm gonna use the one that can give me a store, and I can just do it all myself because mm-hmm. it's so easy to do. And that's how they presented themselves. And it was not that. And it was yet another experience and frustration where I'm like, I know I can figure all this out. Mm-hmm. I can understand programming. I just don't have time to do that. And I was so mad that I, like I had other stuff to do that day. I was like, well, I guess I'm not putting together this store website today. Maybe I'll get to it next week. Yeah. Yeah. You can. I mean. In less than five minutes, if you have your work curated, yeah, and you you know what you want to put where, you could probably build a website in less than three minutes. That's incredible. I bet I could build a website yeah. in less than one minute. No, yeah, you really can. You challenge me? You're saying yeah. I can't, no, TJ? I think you can. Okay, yeah. good. Can. <laughs> can. The pocket speed challenge. Oh, the pocket speed challenge. That Ooh, should be a I thing. Like this. That, I like yeah. this segment. Yeah, the pocket, pocket speed, speed challenge. challenge. We could see what the the world record is. Can, yeah, can we get some fun like uh, when you, I think you said this earlier, like a, a beautiful website button when we're doing like reviews and wah, wah, wah. that was beautiful. They either wah, get wah, wah. they either get the button and like a sign behind us lights up and it's a like a neon beautiful website. Yeah, sign. Like, boom, you got yeah. it. You I love this. It. You I love it. this idea. I, yeah, you know, I would love to see. I'm probably America's put, got I'm web. Probably putting you educators on the spot here, but I'd like to see a tutorial video around curation. Maybe like like the creative director we just interviewed, Rob Fieldhouse. His information of how he hires clients was so incredibly oh, useful. Yeah. and I want to bring that into our tools because it, that's who you're talking to as a visual artist. You, if you want to have a gallery show and sell to people for art. That's a different space. If you're trying to get commercial work, you're speaking to Rob Fieldhouse. You're speaking to people like him. And and I think that that stuff's invaluable. And I really want to mirror that that conversation in the tech for pocket portfolio. Yeah, and it's funny because you think of all the photographers that you've made tutorials with. Um, and in some of those tutorials, those photographers may have talked about curation and how they think about it, which is totally great. Um but they're just in those tutorials with that one photographer. So if I buy a tutorial or I'm subscribing, maybe I only watch a handful of them. But in terms of having in ProEDU the uh, platform to build the portfolio, it sort of connects to every single one of those photographers' perspectives. Yeah, You know what I mean? Well, it also gives you the ability to just action things. So something I've, I've always found frustrating in learning is – particularly with photographers who watch tutorials. And hopefully uh, in a second, when I say this, you feel a little guilty and you want to change your ways, but um, you know, like having that actionable item. So, you know, a lot of times people are watching tutorials and they're retouching at the same time, only they're not retouching the image. They're not following along with Seth. They're working on their own work and they kind of have that running in the background, like Netflix. And they feel like osmosis is somehow going to happen and it's going to soak in, in some way. Um, but I think, uh, you know, you have to be able to, to digest, watch something and then go put it into action. What I love about the fact that we have this tool now is now when people are in a tutorial and they're talking about what makes successful platforms, what, how you curate, how you do these things, like you could immediately shut that down and 
as soon as the tutorial is over, watch the whole thing. So you get all the information <laughs> first. Immediately then you up. can immediately go and create an action point. Like you, right. you don't, you can immediately take those principles that you're learning and put them into play because we're giving you that as a tool as well. I had multiple people that I uh, uh, did mentor sessions with. And of course, portfolio review is the first part of it, uh, regardless of what the rest is about. And so many of those people were like, okay, that's great feedback, but uh, now I have to update my website. I, I, I've been meaning to get back to it. And it was that same yeah. response of like, if it was something they could do just later that afternoon, like really easily, because you can't respond to feedback right. quickly if it's just like technically a pain to get it done. And portfolios in particular, I think, should just be more simple. Yeah, if you're a successful visual artist and you're busy and you have a lot of clients, one of the photographers that I wanted to use as an example and potentially get them onto Pocket Portfolio, I went to look at their site. There was two images, and then it said right below there, click here to see my Instagram account. And everything was on Instagram. This is, you know, a big-time photographer that's getting hired and getting commercial work, and they've pretty much said, I don't have time for this uh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just I go to my like Instagram this. page. This is too much. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't send. Um, I don't send client inquiries to my Instagram ever. Me personally, um, I just wouldn't do that. If people find me uh, accidentally through Instagram, that's fine because then they're funneled this way. But I never funnel potential clients that way. Yeah, here's. I mean, one reason why you never want to encourage people to to contact you on Instagram is that contact information is really important and you really can't do anything with it from Instagram. You could what, write it down, mm -hmm. but if you really want to build and scale and, you know, communicate, send newsletters, you need a website where all of the data is being handled and owned by you, not Instagram where it might not necessarily be true. And you also, you know, you need people's email address or a phone number if they want to put it in there. Yeah. And then you, you know, you manage that in your own CRM. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the focus on running it off Instagram is because it's so easy. That's what I always tell people who are trying to get um, client contacts. Um, if you're messaging someone like on LinkedIn, you haven't, you haven't hooked them yet. You are only halfway there. You have to convert over to email. It's yep. an interest peaker, right? It's like, okay, this is kind of cool. What else do you got? And if I go to your site as a, and I've got a, you know, X amount budget to build this really amazing, um, you know, campaign and there's nothing there, all I have is Instagram. I'm moving on probably pretty quickly, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's what I would do. And I'm excited for the feedback. I'm excited to meet these folks who are going to join Pocket to see this work to get their feedback, to keep building this tool out to help them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, let's go then. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do this. Get out of here. Yeah, we, we got, got work, work to, to do. do. <laughs> Jinx. Jeez. You got to drink. Hey, it, four times multiplier is what brought us here. Okay? Right? Oh, so. Thank you. Oh, hey. We need those so named to a website. Right. <laughs> I know math too. Multiplication yeah. symbols. That's all I see right between you guys. I know, man. Multiplication too. symbols floating in the air. I like it. <laughs> Me plus you times him equals us. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, oh. uh, we're right at the hour mark. So 
This is a great relaunch of the podcast. Um, we're going to be publishing more information, where to go, uh, pocketportfolio.co is where you can go get a pocket. Don't be out of pocket. Don't be out of be in pocket. CEO. Cheers. CEO. And then Vizix is going to be on the ProEDU website. Just search for Vizix. And Seth, how do you spell Vizix? V-Y-S-I-C-S. Like just physics, but visual physics. Visual physics. You don't just know math. You know physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a scientist, too. Yikes. David's like, no, you're not. I'm a scientist. All right, David, leave us with a, uh, a words of wisdom. David's words of wisdom. Get out there and do more. God damn it. Pro EDU is now unlimited. Get access to every single tutorial. Sign up at proedu.com today. But you, I'll take comfort in that. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. Never stop learning.